It is the song that gets stuck in your head. The Mystery Incorporated end theme song by Matthew Sweet is what you just heard. And welcome again to another adventure in podcasting with the Mystery Machine Diaries. Uh, I am your host, Brad Taylor, and with me is my pup named... Chris. <laughs> Thank you for remembering your name. And our meddling producer is laughing uh, is Daniel. He's the one that uh, keeps us on track, sort of. He does his best. Thanks, he, Daniel. We, we wouldn't be here without him. It's true. He <laughs> knows what the buttons do. <laughs> but uh, welcome back, all you meddling kids, to another podcast. Like I said, it's the Mystery Machine Diaries, all things Crystal Cove and everything involved with Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Now, uh, Christopher, yes. what kind of Scooby-tastic week have you had? Uh, I've had a particularly Scooby-tastic week, in fact. Really? Uh, so? Yeah, we found some excellent uh, Scooby-Doo merchandise this week at our local big box store. Um, big some box store. Very, I'm, I don't, I'm not buzz marketing those guys. They have plenty of money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some great t-shirts uh, featuring yeah. the Scooby gang in the mystery machine, the whole gang, with some uh, spooky ghosts. It's got a very... Now, I'm going to give him a shout out. It's Walmart. Walmart has really cool Mystery Machine t-shirts for $7.99. Yeah, they're pretty great. For every Scooby fan, so we can all afford to show our Scooby pride. Of all sizes, unless you're looking for the particular sizes you want. Unless you're looking looking for one for your producer, who happens to be the odd extra large size that no one has. Sorry, Daniel. I know. What what am I talking? I'm 2X. (laughs) So, you know. But uh, the shirts are really cool. Uh, you should check them out. Also, they, uh, I mentioned this before, they have exclusive Walmart 50th anniversary action figures, and I got the one that I was missing, which is uh, Scooby and the Skeleton Man. Uh, they're each two packs, and uh, he was the only one I didn't have, and I enjoy that Chris was flummoxed by Skeleton Man's uh, M.O. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a skeleton guy sure he's got one giant eyeball on his head oh okay i don't know why cyclops plus skeleton man but his his dastardly deeds is he hijacks and steals planes like what's that have to do with skeletons <laughs> well i'd be pretty afraid if there was a cyclops yeah, skeleton sure on plane. it's i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be excited about it but and they weren't really cre- they weren't really creative know. when they named him skeleton man that's okay it's clear and I think it's, there was more than one. I think it was Skeleton Men. It's Spoiler. like the the slime mutant from the last episode. That was just That's very true. on the nose. That's exactly what it is. I'm okay You're with that. On the nose. They don't all need names. It's not going to be like Dave Skeleton Man. <laughs> Dave Skeleton. Yeah, Dave Skeleton. Yeah, so Jack yeah. Skeleton. Uh, well, that's a whole different I podcast. Know. Whoops. Uh, what what do you have in front of you? Uh, oh, also, you picked up a um, really nice uh, Funko Pop set with an adorable Scooby and the whole Haunted Mansion um, in great detail with a little ghost coming out the window. It's like the perfect classic color scheme. It's really nice. I really like it. Yeah, Funko Pops now. They used to have Funko Rides where they would come with our cars, and now they have Funko Pop Towns. So we have cute Scooby-Doo. Uh, he's super huge compared to the town, so he if he was roaming around that town, he'd be the monster. He is half as tall as the Haunted Mansion, so yeah, that would be terrifying. But uh, it's one of the 50th anniversary uh Funko Pops that's currently available. You can probably find it if you run out to your local, uh, what's that store that carries them? Hot Topic? Hot Topic, thank I you. Think, wow. I think they have a lot of them. They do. And, I, uh, I don't think it's like a super rare, it's not a chase or anything, but no. it, it's very cool. And Box Lunch also has them. 
We're and here to help you, folks. eBay and if, is a and great And if you're out there who work for those companies and want to pay hey, us, let us know. Let us know. We are uh, in it for the fun, but we wouldn't mind some money. <laughs> now, <laughs> producer, not uh, happy. Uh, so once again, welcome to the Mystery Machine Diaries. Now, if you want to find us on the internets, we highly recommend that. Follow us on the Facebook at Mystery Machine Diaries. Uh, we keep posting on there, and you can also send us questions, and we can answer you. We can really keep in touch. Uh, right now, there's almost 240 of you who are uh, reaching out to us, which is super awesome for only being on our uh, third and fourth episodes. Yeah, thanks, everybody. That's fantastic. And keep up, keep up the word of mouth. Uh, currently, we are on Anchor. And every now and again, we're on Spotify, uh, <laughs> depending on our producer. And hopefully by the time you uh, this reaches your ears, it will be on the iTunes. And then after that, just an uh, unavoidable cultural phenomenon. <laughs> that's yeah, that's where we're going. Yeah, Through the roof. But uh, be sure to subscribe. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, please subscribe to us. Leave us feedback. Uh, we are learning and growing. Uh, just like Mystery Incorporated. We've even got um, some fun giveaways planned for the future, so um, you you won't be able to get in on that unless you're checking out the Facebook. So yes. uh, keep an eye out for some Scooby Clues about uh, merchandise coming out. Jinkies! Jinkies indeed. We will be announcing a contest for our 50th anniversary Scooby-Doo episode, which should be uh, the next episode out the gate. And we're going to release it on Scooby's 50th anniversary, which is September 13th, which Happy is birthday, Friday Scooby the 13th. This oh, year. wow. That's awesome. Super awesome. So be sure to download that and listen to it on the day. Uh, but more about that later. We are getting back in the van and we're going back to Crystal Cove. And we are on episode three of Mystery Incorporated. And we do want you to watch along with us. So if you haven't watched this episode... Uh, you can uh, pause right now and do so and come back because we will have some spoilers throughout the podcast. If not, definitely check it out afterwards because uh, our goal is to get you to watch this show because it's a great uh, version of Scooby-Doo and one of my favorites. And I'm getting Chris into it, so he's watching along with you. Uh, yeah, so it's home. new to me as well for you uh, fans watching along at home. Um, I watch the episode right before we do the podcast together and go over it, so... Uh, I definitely watch the episode before you listen to the podcast because we will be uh, letting you know who the bad guy is and all that stuff. So or bad girl or bad girl, excuse bad me, person. That's right, bad evil, Usually. evil doer. So uh, this episode is called "The Secret of the Ghost Rig." Ghost Rig. Ghost Rig. And uh, like the title uh, ensues, it is about a haunted truck. So not a monster truck. Not like a monster truck. Uh, even though I believe Scooby has met many a monster truck. I'm I sure think there even is a Scooby monster truck, if you're into those things. But uh, we find uh, the mystery gang, uh, before we they get involved, we see the highway of Crystal Cove is uh, being uh, hunted, hunting people down with this ghost rig that's driving up and down the streets for some reason. And we get this uh, police officer who pulls over someone who looks a lot like Archie Andrews. The nicest police officer ever. He is can the I, nicest police I officer. He is exactly who you want to pull you over for speeding. He just asked the kid, did, did you know you were speeding? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, as long as you do, on your yeah, way. Yeah, just lets him go. Yeah, that's not quite how it uh, works. Because, you know, Crystal Cove, they have bigger things to worry about that's, than I guess that's speeding true. teens. But yes, he does. The, the teen looks like Archie, uh, which... Um, 
is an in-joke because the Mystery Ink Gang was based on Archie. And oh. if you listen to our 50th anniversary podcast, you will uh, learn a lot more about that, too. I missed that uh, that reference in the episode. That's where you have me. Yeah. That's why I'm glad you're paying together. attention. I, I do. <laughs> and the cop, uh, his voice was voiced by uh, Gary Cole, the mayor. He also voiced uh, oh. the cop. Now, uh, we're introduced to the Monster of the Week, which is um, which is the speeding truck. Which almost runs down that poor police officer. He, do- he does run the police officer. Uh, he, oh, that's he's right. He eventually uh, branch, drives him branch. off a cliff. Tree branch. The, the motorcycle goes into the ocean, and he's uh, very classic cartoon style, hanging on to a branch sticking out of the side of the cliff. Hang in there, baby. <laughs> he's just like the cat in the poster. Uh, meanwhile, Fred and the gang have been recruited by uh, Fred's dad, who is once again the mayor of Crystal Cove, to help him in his re-election campaign. Uh, so they're called to the mayor's office while Daphne is uh, not included because she's at home. And um, if, if uh, you're eagle-eared viewers, when you go back and watch it, Daphne is sitting. She's sewing uh, Fred a new ascot, which is pretty nice. But she's humming the song to the Scooby-Doo movies. Um, from the seventies, the original theme song. Theme song, yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. not that one. No, no. Um, we'll 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 find it. We'll find it. We'll put it up on yeah. on on the Facebook page. It's not like our producer had it handy because we didn't tell him about it. Uh, minus one uh, for our producer, but uh, they are trying to help uh, Fred's dad get reelected, which will be a a storyline throughout the series. And, of course, all they want to do is solve mysteries. They think everyone, all the cool kids are solving mysteries. They're not. That's right. Yeah, Fred Fred is very resistant to learning the quote-unquote family trade because he wants to be doing normal teen stuff, like making traps. Exactly. That's how I spent my uh, high school years, so I get it. Who didn't? <laughs> I mean, really. Now, um, the gang run into one of our uh, suspects, which is George Avocados. Or Avocados, sorry. as he corrects you yes. immediately. Uh, George, Who is dressed oh. like an avocado, though? I mean, it's it's very on the nose. Like, either lean into it and accept it, dude, or I don't know. Don't dress in pastel greens and blacks. But you know, One I couldn't tell since once again I'm colorblind, so that joke was lost on me. So George Avocados, uh, he's also running for mayor, and uh, it, it it will tie in throughout the series. And we also get a backstory about how George's father, Theodore Avocados. Uh, stole a diamond from the Crystal Cove Bank. Corrupt politician, right? Wasn't I'm he not the mayor sure what used his... Do banks have diamonds? I guess in safety well, deposit you could store boxes. a diamond in a bank. So he stole the diamond, and uh, he denied he ever did, but he went to jail. So his son has a chip on his shoulder and wants to become mayor. And uh, We meet uh, our... Second suspect shortly after this. We do. Right? It's uh, the, the terrible young suitor that Daphne's parents are trying to set her up with. Yeah, Daphne's parents don't want him with Fred, which I, I don't understand because Fred is the mayor's son. That's a pretty cool gig to have, right? right? I mean, he's 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 got money. He's I mean, clearly on a track towards an engineering degree with his ridiculous trap And he's trap super nonsense. handsome. He's very handsome. Yeah, look at that's those shoulders. Look at those stick. shoulders. But, uh, Fashion forward with those ascots. Right. Yeah. What's not to like? Uh, you know, and he's dedicated. You know, he'll, he'll stay with you. Clueless, but very loyal. Right. Much like Scooby-Doo himself. <laughs> uh, I just realized that. Um, but yeah, uh, they want to set uh, Daff up on a date with um, Rung Ladderton. 
And guess what he does? He uh, he helps run a ladder company. He's, he's the the heir to the yes. Ladderton uh, empire yes. of, of step ladders, sturdy ladders. And uh, his voice uh, is based on a comedian I can't think of right now from Just Shoot Me, David Spade. It is not David Spade, but oh, he's doing his best David Spade impression. Yeah. So he uh, he's snarky like that and kind of smarmy. But uh, smarmy is a good word for him. You dislike he, him immediately. And he also wears an ascot. He does. That his that one redeeming like feature. Yeah, that makes me like him. Yeah. And he gives Daphne that bling right away. He does. Gives her a pendant that has a diamond in it. In the shape of a ladder. The shape of a ladder. But Daphne already has a pendant. If you recall. It is the locket that has the question mark on it that she found in a previous episode that has the picture of the two teenagers in it. That's right. That plays the music uh, that we'll hear throughout the <laughs> entire 52 episodes. But uh, then the gang, um, they're driving on, uh, they're just driving, doing their thing in the mystery machine. I like talking about the mystery machine since this is the mystery machine diaries. And they are chased by this uh, giant rig, this ghost rig that's trying to run them off the road. And the ghost rig is literally, it's a truck that looks like it has lots of streamers on it I think and it's, no driver. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a ethereal flame effect is what Ooh, they're going for, I like for, the way you I describe think. ethereal right. flame. Yeah. But uh, now we find out the mystery machine is pretty darn fast because it can outrun this rig and it can drive sideways. Yeah, uh, Fred is is whipping this thing around corners. He's he's power sliding he's through, going turns. reverse, spinning around. Yeah, it's it's a it's actually a really fun chase sequence. It makes me want it's a driving cool. video game with the mystery machine. Like oh, that would be fun. Have it oh, be an add on, downloadable thing. Well, we need we need a wacky racers game. <sighs> we do, and need then a wacky you can unlock the mystery machine as well. Uh, yeah. You're all welcome for that. Yeah. By the way, if that happens, if you know anyone at Nintendo, please please let them know about this. But yeah, mystery the mystery machine is pretty darn uh, fast, and unlike other incarnations of Scooby Doo, there's no computers in it. There's no mystery solving equipment. It's just the van. It's just the van. It's a sweet panel van. But it is a sweet panel van, but uh, it can't turn into a jet like some of the other iterations or go underwater. So we watched a, a, another episode where it turned into a submarine. Different uh, show. Different cool show. Scooby different show. But uh, yeah, it, so far it just seems to be a sweet van. And uh, we fully support that sweet van. That's why we named it the Mr. Machine Diaries. Find us on Facebook. I also forgot to mention we're also on Instagram. We are on Instagram. The Facebook is a lot more active. But check out the, the uh, Instagram. Who is in charge of the Instagram? Yeah, I'm on the Instagram. Guys. Yeah, Sorry about yeah. that. I'll, I'll get that together. Producer Daniel, can you please uh, you know, put some hot coals under his feet? Back to the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, now listen. As much as I love Scooby-Doo, this episode is kind of a snooze fest. It's, it's kind of plot heavy. Because it's a truck. Also, yeah, the bad it's guy. It's a ghost it's just, rig. It's just a... A, a truck terrorizing motorists. There's no fun you know, uh, chase sequence. Um, you know, I can't dress up as Ghost Rig for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe I could. Maybe. Challenge. But also, we have a secondary mystery. The Knob Stealer. Someone right. is Someone is going around Crystal Cove stealing all the crystal doorknobs off the doors, Chris. That's right. And so the, they try to go to the Crab Shack. To get their crab pizza and it's or no the clam pizza and uh, uh, so it's closed gross. because there's no doorknob so no one can get in or out and of the, the building and the guy doesn't want to let them in and the guy won't let them in yeah because there's no there's no, there's door no doorknob on the door. so therefore no business today 
Now, but everyone in Crystal Cove has, has a, a crystal, crystal doorknob, door apparently. So that HOA is but, just like. But I just thought it's Crystal Cove. Of course, they would have crystal doorknobs. Oh, of course. That, I just that realized follows. that. I mean, okay, I've been to Redwood City. Not everyone has a Redwood house. Well, they're not trying or, hard enough. Okay. They're not leaning into the theme. I guess not. Now, the skipper, his name is Skipper Shelton, and we'll see him a bunch. His nose was stolen by a crab. So instead of wearing a patch on his eye, he wears a patch over his nose. He's a, he's a great character. He's like the classic grizzled uh, pirate and guy. he is his voice the nose by, patch is fantastic. He is voiced by John O'Hurley. You know him because he was in Seinfeld. He's been in tons of things. He's one of those silver fox type guys. Uh, and I don't he, know him. You would I'd, know him if, if you saw him. But uh, he's a very famous uh, actor and voice actor, and uh, he voices Skipper Shelton. <laughs> Shelton. I just got the Shelton part because he's a Cause shell. and there's a shell. Uh, welcome to the <laughs> Mystery Machine Diaries. And that one's I'm... a little more subtle than Rung Latterton. So. Uh, also, Rung is meeting Daphne for a date. Somehow coerced her into a date, and the poor thing is sitting there on her, what does she say, seventh basket of fries. Now, oh, they do go to a restaurant though called the Bloody Steak. The Bloody Steak, like steak, like what you would use to kill a vampire. The and logo it, is a bat. Yeah, and, and inside it's, so it's like cool. you're sitting in coffin booths, and she's and she's eating a basket of like finger fries. Yeah, it's, it's I would great. love to go to that restaurant. It looks awesome. More and more, the more and more I see of Crystal Cove, the more I would love to live there. Because once again, they get their tourist money off of these mysteries. Yeah, they really lean into it, so it looks more and more like beachside Halloween town. Um, as we learn more about Beachside Halloween. Is that the ripoff, the knockoff version? Beachside Halloween Town. That's, that's going to be the theme park that we'll start <laughs> later. But uh, we also get uh, Mr. E shows up in the form of a clue. He sends Mr. E, of course, we've heard from him in the last few episodes. He's kind of uh, the man behind the scenes, and he sends the gang a CD. I like how he mails stuff to them in a really nice, like, wax-sealed yeah. envelope. They open it up. and He's then classic. And then he just, like, calls their cell phone. <laughs> like, yeah. It's... So they play the CD, and the CD says, uh, Crystal can't open doors like a diamond. And that's supposed to be a clue for the mystery. And uh, literally, it's, it's kind of spelling it out for them. So really, he's the one solving the mystery. So thanks, uh, Mr. He's, e. he's helping quite a bit. And we do find a lot of crystal doorknobs. Oh, so... How do they find? They run into the ghost truck. They run into um, the ghost truck. Not not ghostified. It's just sitting there, like it, it's not turned on. Um, <laughs> well, they the they feeling. they figured out it was <laughs> they figured out it was a real truck because there was the knob stealer. Um, yes, and so they so they're trying to track down the knob stealer, and they run into the ghost truck, and they find another one of these uh, ridiculous caves that this town is just lousy with, and, and it's uh, apparently full of doorknobs. Apparently, if you take a. a a photo with your cell phone, it's low res enough that it will show you tire tracks that can't be seen by the human eye, at least in the world of Scooby-Doo. That's right. So, something to do with the con- – it boosted the contrast. Yeah. And uh, they, can, they can track uh, – but why would a ghost rig leave you know, tire tracks? Well, it still is physically there. I don't understand their logic. But they follow it to a cave. They find, a, of course, like everything else – there's a, a switch that opens the cave to this huge cave full of doorknobs, like the Cave of Wonders, but just full of crystal cove doorknobs. Oh, yeah. There's the like complicated switch mechanism puzzle that they have to figure out. And then the side of this mountain just opens up. 
and then, there's a, a dragon's horde of doorknobs, of doorknobs inside. But my favorite thing is the bats that fly out are classic Scooby-Doo the bats Scooby-Doo from the bats. 60s. And it's super cute. It's like the opening credits of the show from 1969. That's fun. It is fun. It made me happy. Because uh, they, they're drawn traditional animation like the original Scooby-Doo. And they make that weird noise, that weird bat noise the bat, the that, that Hanna-Barbera uses a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we're winding up the mystery. And um, we have our two suspects. And uh, do you remember how it ends, Chris? I, I'd like to know if Chris pays attention. George Avocado. Well, they think so. They think it's George Avocados. But, uh, but it's not. So tell me they, about the trap. They, I was going to say. So they, they get chased out of the cave full of doorknobs <laughs> and um, by, the, by the ghost truck. And they manage As to do. lure the ghost truck back to uh, the, the mayor's mansion, I uh-huh. believe, where Fred has set up. The, earlier the in the episode, office, Fred had, mansion, yes. had set up a trap in the mayor's office like for practice. It was a very... Um, I mean, they're always crazy trap. elaborate traps, but this one involved a huge tank with a shark in it. A just great white shark. For no reason. It made me so happy. And so they managed to trap the, the a semi-truck with a trap designed to trap a person, and they flip the semi-truck upside down into the shark tank. In the mayor's office. In the mayor's office. It's, it's and, awesome. Uh, and the great white shark doesn't eat anybody, so it's... I thought it was Jabberjaw for a second, but it It very wasn't. much reminded me of, like... Um, what is, what is that, Chekhov's gun or whatever, like in the first act of a play. If you see a gun on the table, it better be used by the end of the play. I very much felt that way with the shark. We see the shark at the very wow. beginning, and the shark never gets any play this in the episode. This is really getting deep. He's just there. Uh, shark, deep. Well, so they, they, they go to unmask the villain, as we always do, and we think it's going to be George Avocados. But we see George Avocados uh, skulking out of the office, Um so As they're trapping the truck, so there's a big "who could it be?" moment. And who is it? It's uh, it's Rung Ladderton, Cheapers of the Ladderton Ladder that Company. Been, uh, the way you insert a sound, producer Daniel. But that's fine. We find out that uh, Mr. Uh, that the the ladder business isn't as lucrative as we thought. Because people don't like to replace ladders. Turns out, if you make a sturdy ladder, that's you only need to buy one ladder for one life. Ladder. So and, they're broke, uh, and so he's trying to find. Uh, he heard about this diamond that had been stolen, and it turns out that uh, Avocados' dad put it hit, as his doorknob. He put it in his doorknob to hide it, but then went to jail, and so it got just kind of lost to the ages. So this kid figured, I know how to make a quick buck. I'll steal every doorknob <laughs> in town. Steal every Sift crystal doorknob. All of them until I find this giant with diamond. a ghost rig. <laughs> And spend the last of my company's money on this custom-built uh, semi-truck. Uh, I'm still confused as to where the ghost rig helped him steal the... It's very convoluted. This I episode. mean, presumably he's stealing such a large volume of doorknobs at once that as he needs to the necessitate truck? a whole truck. Okay. That does make sense. I guess. I mean, I don't know how you steal thousands of doorknobs in a night. How big is this town, too? <laughs> they had a lot of doorknobs. There's a lot of doorknobs. So... Uh, we find out because, of course, Velma already has it figured out because only two people bought the types of tires that could be used on this truck. That was George Avocados and G. Nerno Treadall, which is an anagram for <laughs> Rung Ladderton if you, if you spell the, put all the words in the right order. So she's sitting there 
doing her Sudoku. And so she's known for how long at this point and hasn't said anything to anyone? Well, she's busy trying to get Shaggy. She's there bossing is, him around. That's true. The there, there is more Velma Shaggy drama throughout. And he's not Sorry. having it. He's still, he's still all about Scooby-Doo, which is unusual. Now, the town is upset because they lost another revenue stream <laughs> uh, because <laughs> Mr. Inc. took another uh, tourist attraction away. But they're also happy because they do find the uh, they, diamond doorknob. They find the diamond doorknob. And the mayor just claims it. Yeah. Like Fred's just dad is just it. like, oh, that's property of the city now. Like, we're going to sell that to fund our schools. It, it makes up for the lost revenue of the ghost rig, even though how you can monetize a ghost rig, I don't know. But apparently there's a line budget for it somewhere in Crystal Cove. <laughs> and uh, they make Scooby Doo the honorary uh, office of pizza affairs, which is amazing. That's. Like, it's basically their way for him to say Scooby-Doo at the end of the episode. So he has his sash and a pizza and a chef's hat. <laughs> but and it's all official. And, like, official. the city paid for it. That'd be great. Like, forget well, the key to the city. I want a pizza sash. Does that mean he gets free pizzas? I'm presumably. Like, I think he's now awesome. empowered to try any pizza in town at any time for inspection purposes. Wow. Yeah. That's We're digging deep into this. <laughs> now, this is going to make me sad, Chris. All right. Now, do you do you get what uh, the ghost rig is supposed to be from? Uh, what do you mean? Like what it's like, an homage to? Oh, um, Maximum Overdrive. Close, yes. I'll, I'll accept that answer. Okay. Maximum Overdrive, eighties movie, uh, based on something else. It is Duel. From our producer was like doing the Jeopardy music in his head, trying to figure it out. The Steven Spielberg's first movie, Duel. It's about a rig I that chases people familiar. and it has no driver. It's oh, okay. a ghost rig. Uh, and it's it's essentially an homage. Duel, like two Duel. things or like two people fighting? Like how's that spelled? Uh, D-U-E-L? D-U-E-L. Okay. And um, it's a great movie. Steven Spielberg's first movie. And uh, here's another little inside tidbit. Uh, at the end of the movie Duel, when the truck is destroyed... It's the same noise that Jaws makes at the end of Jaws huh. when he is destroyed and he's sinking into the ocean. That's awesome. I know. We're learning here. I'm, I'm here to educate, entertain, and enlighten. But um, I was pretty close with Maximum Overdrive, I feel. Though. It is very That's close. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. But Maximum Overdrive, they took over all the electronics, which yeah, will happen yeah. in a future but, but episode. But it, it kind of focuses on the, the main evil truck. Now, a few more things you might have missed in the episode, because once again, we're digging deep into the world of Scooby-Doo. Uh, instead of meddling kids, Rung Latterton says you're meddling peers because they're the oh, same yeah, age. Oh, yeah, that was cute. I like that. And um, the mystery machine does a jump to get away from uh, the rig, and it jumps onto the top of a building. And the sound it makes is the same noise as the Mach 5 from Speed Racer. Oh, that's awesome. When it jumps. Nice. So that's a blink and you uh, miss it moment. And uh, what did uh, the mayor say? What did he have any? Oh, the, the mayor has—he's always got um, fantastic exclamations, and we are treated to uh, screaming pandas, Fred, and uh, pickled porcupines, <laughs> both of which are great, and both of which are going to be uh, thrown into my regular rotation, um, just in my daily life. I'm gonna—I'm gonna test drive those ones this week. Chris loves wordplay, so each episode will try to give you the if the mayor's around, what he says. <laughs> the mayor's kooky. Uh, <laughs> Exclamations, yes. And uh, I forgot to say, but uh, Rung Latterton and George Avocados are both, 
both voiced by the same person. His name is James Arnold Taylor, and he is a voice in We Bear Bears. Oh, yeah. He's in the background. He's like all the background voices, not the bears themselves. Uh, He's also the voice of um, Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank, the video games. And Christopher, you'll enjoy this. He is the voice of Cosmo Space Puppy. (gasps) I do enjoy that. Uh, in um, the cartoon Guardians of the Galaxy. The the current one? Yeah. Oh, nice. So he does a lot of voice work. Oh, he's got such a great over-the-top Russian accent in the current one. I really <laughs> like the voice work for him in that. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Chris loves Cosmo Space Puppy. I do. Uh, he even has a stuffed Cosmo. And a Funko Pop. And a Funko Pop of Cosmo. And, uh, and whatever else. Whatever else I can find, yeah. Now, this episode, once again, we give things a paw rating. Uh, of four possible paws, uh, I'm going to give this two paws because it w- it it's a truck. I I agree with two paws. The villains the villains kind of dumb in this one. There's no getting around that, and it's very again it's very plot heavy. To just the 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 knob stealing um, <laughs> pulls away from the truck aspect a lot. Um, yeah, just two, I, two I enjoy out. I enjoy the whole duel Steven Spielberg homage, but I don't think enough people understand that to make it worth three paws. Oh, and by the way, at the end of the episode, they show them taking the shark away uh, in, oh, in the right. tank, so we know <laughs> the shark is okay, uh, which I think is a cute little uh, end of the episode. We, we didn't. We we will never know how he acquired the shark to begin with, but the shark nope. is no longer in the office. But it's Crystal Cove. I'm sure they have beaches, so I'm sure he could easily. Find he just a went shark. out. Chartered a fishing boat, caught a shark, built the tank. That's a whole side mission, <laughs> side quest in the, in the in I the mean, game. Fred Fred gets stuff done. You you can't uh, fault him for that. He's got some follow through. So, yeah, not the best episode. Still worth watching. Now, we're just about done with this episode. Once again, go back and watch with us. If you agree with us, please let us know. If you disagree with us, please let us know. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts uh on if it's a higher paw rating in your in your book and why but uh in the overall arch of mystery cove we didn't really get a lot of overreaching mystery because once again mr e just gave him clues to uh find the diamond thief but in the next few episodes we'll start gearing up to the real mystery of what lies beneath crystal cove and uh once again reach out to us where can they find us chris uh, you can find us on Facebook at Mystery Machine Diaries, or you can find us on Instagram at Mystery Machine Diaries. That is true. We do want to hear from you, and our 50th anniversary is coming up for Scooby-Doo. That'll be on September 13th. I'm sure our producer will put it on the exact day, and it'll be great, and it will tell you everything you want to know about Scooby-Doo, and then some. Until then, you meddling kids... Stay safe and unpleasant dreams. See you next time.